0: The Great Cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a great cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since
1: they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the Great Cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as
2: possible, at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully. Count the number of dot balls in a row. Sledge 15 olds Make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ.
3: Oh, no, you called me champ.
2: <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Great Cricketer podcast. Uh, excuse that slow start, I'm just laughing at things that these guys are saying off air. My name is Ian Higgins and I'm joined by Sam Perry and Dave Edwards to talk about everything that's happening in the world of cricket this week and uh, the fact that we don't have a guest on at all uh, suggests, uh, well it's, it's, it's uh, quite suggestive of the state of play in cricket in general because there's no cricket happening. The football season in Australia is well underway uh, and so cricket's on the back of our minds. But lads, welcome to the show and uh, and... I reckon this is actually going to be a really good one, because I was, I've been looking at the hashtag ICJC, which is, you know, as I keep saying, my favourite time of the week, and there's some belting questions on there, so that's basically how we're promoting the show.
0: Yeah, g'day, goes. Um, thanks for that welcome. We'll see how we go today. Um, yeah, in many ways, we find uh, talking about actual cricket and news to be really constricting, you know, hopefully with the vacuum of nothingness. Uh, we can create something. I mean, we certainly couldn't create a guest this week, uh, despite multiple uh, messages to multiple people. You know who you are. Actually, you probably don't, because you have no idea who we are. But uh, messages messages were seen.
1: <laughs> Put it that way. Messages yes. were seen. And, they were definitely uh, there seen. A... There were two ticks all over the place. I reckon it's going to be loose, yeah. lads. I reckon let's just embrace this. We've got a we've got a license, don't we? We've got a real license yeah. here uh to just say whatever we want to not that we don't always have that because we say whatever we want freedom of speech
2: what do you guys reckon is worse like on whatsapp the two blue ticks like suggest the word scene but then on on twitter when you go on someone's dms then like you hold your finger over the message and then the word scene comes up Mm -hmm. you know it's like same on instagram messenger when you slide into you know an instagram model's dms Mm -hmm. saying hey are you still with that boyfriend and then it just Mm -hmm. says scene like what's worse (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's all pretty bad, he goes in fact, yeah I um <laughs> I actually would wouldn't mind some clarification from you on a recent tweet of yours with your fledgling um, Twitter presence there's a wonderful picture of you looking like you're outside some sort of wedding and you're looking down and playing with your cufflink of some <laughs> description uh, you you look a real picture, you look like you've been doing split set um uh weights and exercise i don't know, whatever they call those things these days um ah. and there's some message in there about uh you know you're trolling through my media uh and um mm. now you can see who you hate mm. or something is, is that mm. can you expand on that on my loose description oh, of ex-
2: <laughs> um yeah so i posted a photo of myself at a wedding that i've that i've just come home from um and uh well actually I got one comment back straight away saying those shoes are fucking village so um ironically the fuck mate I know that you're trying um... to like
1: you're trying to cement like a personal twitter presence and everyone just keeps pulling those fucking grey cricketer quotes back at you you just can't escape it (laughs) you're trying to it's fledgling you're trying to get somewhere with that twitter presence for TGC written all over everything forever
2: yeah, the funny is, like, yeah, I'll, I'll never escape. Well, the only people who follow me on Twitter are the people, you know, who listen to this podcast and, you know, follow The Great Cricketer and stuff. Mm. So, like, it's it's really, it's really the, it's, it's the exact same audience I'm speaking to, just from a different account. Exactly, Yeah, because you're What's trying to, like, branch into
0: it. Uh, you're trying to show that you have uh, ideas. Range, yeah. you're not You're not a one-dimensional character outside. You know, you have range, exactly, outside of cricket. And, you know, you you put things up about, you know, gun laws in the US and stuff like that, and someone will just mm. write into them, you know, write back saying, well, you got to get them somehow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you guys outfering me? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Someone asked me at work right, the, the other day up? if I was being
0: sincere, and I, was, mm-hmm. oh, I said, I, I don't know anymore. I honestly don't know if I'm being sincere about anything.
2: <laughs> Good well, basically, every hashtag ICG. Basically every hashtag I said that we get written in. I mean, every second one is. At, the question is, am I being Alfred? And I think that we could almost rename the segment "Am I being Alfred?" Um, unless you guys want to change it to "Is goes okay?" Which I know is another big question of yours. was that you guys like to answer. But uh, but someone who's not okay is Kagiso Rabada. How is that segue? Was it was it there? Yeah. It, can we go with it? I've said it now, so we're going to yeah. do it. He's mm. been suspended for a couple of games, lads. We're not going to get to see him bowl again in the series, and that's good news for the Australian cricket team. Uh, I suppose. Well, no, it is, because he's the best bowler in the world. Like, the, the irony of him getting that too much suspension and then the say, like, by the way, you know he's the best bowler in the world. Um, but uh, there's been so much surrounding this this week. I mean, that's sort of the news of the week from this series, isn't it? I mean, like, I mean mm. we'll, we'll go into every avenue possible. Like, obviously, the, uh, the, the Philander situation, his tweet, but uh, Rabada suspended for two games. Uh, I mean, w- where are we at with it? What's curious about it, he goes, is that, like, I think in
0: any other situation... Australians would be, like, you know, in raptures about, uh, like, an opposition bowler being suspended. Like, And I'm talking about, mm. like, the public. Uh, and it would tend mm. to be a very, like, a very binary thing. Because all things are binary. But uh, mm. where people are like, mm. well, you can't do that and blah, blah, blah. But um, it seems to me like most... Like even I'm talking about like you know Fox Sports comments section. Hello Fox Sports, do we still have a relationship? Maybe. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, Comment section of saying scene, yeah. saying oh he's one of the best young bowlers. We'd love to see him play. Um, and it's really strange mm. to me in the sense that people are like oh, oh what we want mm. the opposition to be better than they are. Uh, that's a really it's a very mm. un-Australian thing. But like I think such is like yeah. b- Rabada's popularity. It's just this like young mm. fast bowler who doesn't seem to mm. have like very, like, extreme facial expressions or anything when he, like, gets angry at Australians. We just like his wide, popping eyes and the, the way he gets mm. people out. Um, mm. So, mm. yeah, it's, that, that's, the, that's the one that stuck out to me. Uh, and I'd like to see him play as
1: well. It's disappointing that he's going to be gone, though. I mean, it's kind of like when you're, you know, you, when you're watching Australia versus New Zealand or, or in some kind of sport, and you kind of want the Kiwis to go well, but not too well, and then you... You know, that you start getting a few runs or a few tries and they're ahead mm. and they're going to win and suddenly, you're like, fuck, they're going to win. I really think that mm. kind of is similar in this instance. Like, we want South Africa to do well, mm. but now they're doing too well, so we fucking rub him out. Oh, but now we actually want him back in because it's not competitive anymore. We can't have everything. We just can't have everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We'll try, though. We will
0: definitely try. The funny part about this, and I think we mentioned this last week and others have as well, is Steve Smith's comments before the series saying, well, you know, he was aware that Rabada was close to being suspended, and then there's this kind of like uh, mm. there's this idea that perhaps Smith took a dive. I know he goes, we'll talk about that shortly. But uh, like I'm very um, like I'm very much enjoying the idea that there are cricketers now who can take dives in the same way that like football or soccer <laughs> players are, can can sort of go, well, we've got him on a yellow. Let's mm. see if we can get a, get him a red. Yeah, <laughs> like mm. just just doing that <laughs> in cricket is a very even, strange yeah. incongruous thing.
2: Mm that's like that's that's one thing that like we would never be able to like like there is no equivalent to that like you you never know an opposition player uh you know is like you you wouldn't know that he's you know at the judiciary you know week in week out necessarily like you would you'd never be aware that he's like you know one you know incident away so like but it's just like the, the tactics of that at a international professional level is just like it's so de- deceiving it's and like dark arts isn't it it's not just yeah, it's what's dark happening on arts, the field. yeah mm. yeah it's- um, un-cricket as well, I, though,
0: because there's a, like a backhanded compliment in it, isn't there? If they go, "Oh, we're going to try and get Rabada suspended." I mean, in many other ways, it's like mm. saying, "Well, we, we don't want to face him. We don't want, we don't want to play yeah. against him because he is good."
2: It's the cricket equivalent of how you know players just trying to kick, like Messi, for instance. They just try and kick mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys find that, like, that because of the way Australia has behaved specifically in this series, and it's kind of blown up and whatever? all the people who hate the Australian cricket team who probably have a loose interest in the sport anyway, but, I mean, even the, the people who are sort of sitting on the fence about it, there's, there's there's something very uncomfortable about the way Australia's going about this series and how it's all going down that they're actually kind of... You don't really want to see Australia do that well. You know, like, like I'll, I'll watch the next test matches, like, next two test matches, and I'll hope Australia wins because it's just, like, it's instinctive. And, you know, same thing in the Ashes, just gone. Like, I was really hoping for a tight series, but, yeah. you know, in my heart of hearts... I just wanted Australia to win, you know, all the big moments and stuff, even though at the end of that series it was a little bit uh, – it was a tough series. I think we've said that numerous times on the show. Well, I have anyway. So, But I think that people are – I think people are very confused – is what I'm trying to get to here, about how to feel about the Australian cricket team in South Africa. We want to win, but it's also like, oh, there's a lot of people you don't like. Well, we don't make it easy
1: for people to like us, do we? I mean, over mm. the last several decades, we've been extremely unlikable across generations. Mm. I think I saw in the, <laughs> in, the um, in the headlines this week, Brad Haddon came out midweek and said, you know, after all this has been unfolding, he said, you know, it's time to move on and play cricket, boys, as if, you know, mm. now, you know, all this is unfolded, and you know, this is the architect of the fucking mental disintegration program of the 2015 mm. World Cup, and he's the one mm. who can just come out and say, come on, lads, that's enough. Like, sledging just always needs to be on our terms. We are mm. always mm. going to be the ones that dictate it. It's fucking open slather. what goes on the field stays on the field. Don't get personal, but then when you do get personal, fuck off. Knock it off, lads. Come on. Like, why do we have a monopoly on sledging? Well,
0: I, yeah, I think that's a good point, Dave, and I wonder whether what Haddon's saying is actually part of a long-range t- long program which, which actually keeps the mental disintegration going. It's kind of like the NRA, um, mm. you know, after a, a, h- a horrific lobbying. mass murder. You actually understand the process and the program they go through in public relations mm. to get things back to even keel. And maybe I'm not, I'm not drawing too much of a correlation between sledging and um, the NRA. But um, <laughs> Are you <laughs> saying that the much? NRA
1: there- TV is like Cricket Australia's streaming platform?
0: <laughs> they're your words not mine but perhaps hadn't saying let's get back to cricket boys is just his way of kind of calming it down before building it back up again
2: so catv is holding this country to ransom is that mm. is that what we're saying yeah. i don't, no, we're not know we're not saying that um let's get on to uh vernon philander's tweet that where he he claimed he claimed oh. that he was hacked and and basically uh I can't think of a tweet verbatim, but it was along the lines insinuating that Steve Smith, uh, Steve Smith yeah, as you said earlier, Pez, took a dive, uh, and it was actually him who should be, uh, you know, having to answer it to the judiciary, uh, you know, instead of Kagesa Rubada, who obviously got that, those, those two games uh, banned. And he but, also um, included then,
1: a, a link to the video. So along with the accusation, yes. he presented the video. So you could see the video and also compare it with the statement that he made. Um, and they didn't mm-hmm. fucking add up, did they?
0: Well, this is it's funny because he, <laughs> he said because in um apologising, which was in the morning in South Africa, he uh, said good mm-hmm. all, good morning, all my tweets. Waking up this morning to a lot of Twitter craziness as my account got hacked, and someone posted a nice little article on my behalf. Sorry for all the drama and entertainment caused. By the looks of it, have a great day, all. And a friend of the show, Andrew Rule, actually, the uh, reporter mm-hmm. with Fairfax. He tweeted later, um, he's had a quick glance at Werner Twitter feed. The alleged hacker did a decent job adapting to his tweeting style, noted his regular <laughs> use of inverted commas to connect clauses, uh, and sorry, ellipses to collect, uh, connect clauses or dot, 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 um, general reluctance to use apostrophes and contractions, plus very occasional spelling <laughs> error. I love the idea that there's a very sophisticated hacker or Russian bot <laughs> just stirring a bit of drama between Australia and South Africa as well. You know, like someone going, I've I've got to get into Philander's (laughs) account here and just say, you know, look, in my view, it was Smith's fault.
1: What's with like hackers these days? Like if I was a a vigilante hacker, like you can crack passwords, you can break into people's devices. I wouldn't be fucking (laughs) spending my time on Vernon Philander. You know, I'd be bringing down corporate America, Mr. Robot style. And just for the record as well, just with that stuff I said about CA
0: and the NRA before, this podcast was hacked. Oh, ah, yeah, that was that
2: wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, <yeah. So>, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? I mean, isn't what's actually happened like uh, Philander probably does have access to his account, but isn't it more likely that his manager does all his tweets? You know how like football players will do a tweet. Mm. I think there was, a, there was a Premier League player recently, or maybe it was a a, a Syria um, player, um, but they they basically had texted their agent saying, uh, "Hey, can you say this?" Uh, on my Instagram post and was like, good win for the boys today, etc., yeah. etc." But cetera. Like the his agent literally just like copied and pasted the text message. So it even said, <laughs> can you use my thing? And, you know, up, yeah. So that's yeah. probably what's happened here. Isn't it? Like maybe his agent yeah. is either had a couple of beers, you know, he didn't change his, um, his he's, got, he's obviously got Vernon's account there. He's got his own account and he just hasn't mm. quite, you know, he's tweeted from the wrong account, which is obviously mm. something that we would be terrified of doing. <laughs> and have done on many
1: occasions, you know, some of the... Yeah more eagle-eyed viewers would, or listeners would have seen a couple of times when we've accidentally posted something in Congress then taken it off three seconds later. Taking a <laughs> screenshot. We're not famous
2: enough for a screenshot to go viral of it. Yeah. But keep, keep, keep yeah. having a but go at it. Yeah, but isn't it funny? Like, when you are... When you are um Broadcasting for lack like of like a better term to, to that many people, like I think Vernon Flander has like something like five hundred thousand followers. Even even us, you know, at a measly uh, seventy thousand or something, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know yeah, exactly Like a lot is. of people see it, and like it can be up there for five seconds. and Then like a lot of people <laughs> have seen that thing, and like once it's out there, it's uh, it's out there. So yeah, Vernon Flander, did he have how many beers did he have before he tweeted? Is what, what I'm asking. Well, multi- multiple, I'd say, but like, like you
0: know, footage yeah, with you, one O. Like you have this scenario where somebody does a tweet and deletes it quickly, especially a high-profile person. Like, and it's and it'll be mm. off in five seconds. But like, there are all these people who've mm. taken screenshots off it. Like, I just want to yeah. know who these people are who just like as soon as you <laughs> see something, you go, "That's a mistake." <laughs> Bang, screenshot. That's for later. Um, it's like I played Snapchat. That's
1: like ruined everything.
0: Is this um, uh, Bill Burr's an American comedian I uh, enjoy listening to, and he? I think he had someone on mm. his show a couple of months ago talking about how like. He's like, just note when anybody dies, any person of high profile dies, if you hear about it straight away, go onto Wikipedia. Someone will have already updated the Wikipedia page. So, yeah. like, who are these people? Like, who are these people? You can just go straight away, bang, they're dead. Like, the first thing you hear, great, I'm going to go update the page.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> keep donating to Wikipedia, though. Yeah. <laughs> Like if I if I you know died in a horrible accident, would you guys be able to change my my cricket stats immediately? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we have a Wikipedia page yet? Fuck! What do we have to do? Yeah, big cricket fans have right. jobs. That's, I think that's what it comes yeah, down I think to. Like I, think, I think the people who <laughs> is this us putting is this us putting
0: a call out there for our fans to write a Wikipedia page? <laughs>
2: yeah. It's I, a come. I'd say yes. Pez. I say yes. Um, more to more to the point, should we even bother defending Steve Smith's actions in that whole Rabada incident? I mean, Rabada said like Steve Smith should be the one to answer, not Kagisa. Like, like what he said was just blatantly wrong, and also it was just fucking weak. Okay, I don't think Flander did it, but like whoever has that account was—it's just such a weak move, isn't it? Just like sledging someone on the internet mid-series, it's fucking weak. Weak. Thoughts? Well, yeah, that's the worst thing. The
0: worst thing you can be in cricket is weak. Yeah, uh, never be weak. I don't know. I mean, I, I, just thinking about the incident with Philan- with um, Rabada and Smith, it was kind of strange. Like he, like I, I mean, to my mind, he sort of like he barely touched him, sir. But like the you yeah. know, I saw the way Smith turned around, like jolted as though he was like, like wildly yeah. affronted at this. um yeah. led me to believe that yeah, like yeah. he was very aware. Smith,
1: even despite being dismissed, that it uh, wouldn't be could- a thing if Smith didn't react like that. I don't think it was so minor. And the way yeah. That Smith, he, he, yeah, he, he, even though he was like reviewing a decision, but like was still yeah. able to, like, <laughs> yeah. to, the presence kind of, of put, mind. This he felt shock. contact
2: and he went to ground. Exactly, he felt That's contact and went happens. to
0: ground. But he's like, I mean, I say he's like this Smith, I don't mean in like a, a cheating way or anything. Like, he, the, the guy is like um, so invested in the game. You know, if you mm. remember that whole mm. Mitch Marsh thing with scoring a ton of the SCG, like, Steve Smith is like mm. the consummate competitor like you you know you remember like being a teenager or a little bit younger and playing sport and being so invested emotionally and physically holistic your whole holistic health was invested in a game your face would be red nothing else mattered in the world like you kind of grow out of that as an adult as you gain this you know perspective Uh, and maturity. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Uh, look, Smith's got perspective and maturity. Please come on our show, Steve. Same publisher and all that sort of stuff. But like, <laughs> he still maintains that teenage competitive rage. Like every nothing yeah. else matters. And I suppose that's what you want from your Australian cricket captain. But like, so I'm not sure. How do about- you? the whole brushing thing as
1: like a high performance coach how do you maintain that teenage competitive angst throughout adulthood yeah. like if you get into your 30s late 30s children, family how do you still care so much yeah. like with so much else going on how do you remain in that kind of focus okay. serious question like,
0: have, like don't talk to anybody else outside your bubble don't read mm. Um, mm. don't consume mm. anything other than like your own yeah. sport mm. Um, mm. surround yourself with people who say you're you're awesome all the time
2: um uh, mm. oh, okay I, I, I find it interesting do <laughs> I find it uh, interesting the whole Steve Smith thing about yeah because like, he obviously like he, he felt the brush of the shoulder uh, he was aware that Rabada you know just one more instant away from copping a fine uh, copping a suspension and, uh, and and like that sort of visceral reaction where he just like you know his, his shoulders like started doing his wiggly thing like any time when you're in the field when Smith's batting and then the, uh, it gets like it gets a bit narky and it gets a bit lippy on the field and then he starts doing fucking weird stuff have you, have you noticed that like when it gets a bit chirpy like a bowler will say something to him and he'll like leave the next ball and he does like a fucking Roger Federer like serve like with his bat and it's just weird like yeah. he can't like when he gets fired up it's like if a snake had shoulders like he's just kind of like he's wiggling like- and like it, it it gets weird he's, <laughs> he's weird. the absolute weird. opposite yeah, come of on the show. Steve War
1: like he Steve War showed he's you the opposite nothing of Steve War. Every, he had mm. so many fucking aggressive thoughts bubbling on in his head. Mm. Steve, Steve Waugh, I'm talking about. Mm. But he never mm, showed yeah. it. He never saw he was the Iceman. Mm. But then you look at Steve Smith and every single emotion is visible mm. on his body. Mm. Like, from his shoulders down to his feet, his fucking head. Everything mm. is moving. Everything's constantly moving.
2: Mm. My big takeaway from that is I think Steve War would be a very hard man to date. You know, you try to pick up on these, like, social cues. How's it going? Mm. Like, you would just never know with mm. Steve War, would you? You would <laughs> never know. Well, that's why like, he married is high back.
1: school sweetheart,
2: you know. They just knew each other right. early and friends. <laughs> let's just let's just linger that for a moment.
1: Would imagine Steve Smith just like like pu- playing poker. They talk about
0: poker faces and stuff like that. Like if you, I mean, I, I don't actually know the rules of poker, but I imagine he'd slap his card down or turn it over or whatever the hell you do with poker. The same way he leaves a ball, like, you know. Like... <laughs> I'm bluffing, and I don't know. I, I, now I'm doing actions on the radio, which makes me great <laughs> yeah.
2: cool radio, doesn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, it makes me great radio. Um, is there anything else happening in the world of cricket? I mean, I guess like they're playing in Cape Town next.
0: Quickly, uh, let's just nod to A.B. De Villiers, who is the best batsman yeah. of this generation, uh, comfortably. Mm-hmm. He, he's, Trent Woodhill tweeted about this. His record may not stack up against the guys who just churn out runs um, exclusively in their life, but uh, he's the mm-hmm. best batsman. In all three forms, um, if you could pick anyone in the world, it'd be him. I
2: like right now, you mean?
0: Um, now, now I think he's been doing it for a couple of years, really. Uh, like, yeah. and I'm look. Let's have this conversation. I'm not even talking about uh, records are obviously important. I'm just talking about looking at the batsman and going, "You are the best batsman." The way you do that, the, yeah. your best innings is better than anyone mm. else in the world's best innings.
2: Mm.
1: The ultimate compliment.
2: That's a mm. yeah, really yeah. It's it's always a tough one. Is like who who's the best and and, and everything you know. Cricket, especially, being binary, we must know who is the best person. Mm. Well, Emphasis cool. um, on the the. Mm. Um, yeah yeah. I mean, there's there's some good players going around. Pez like Kohli, he'd, he'd have a shout. Steve Smith probably hasn't done it for long enough just yet. Like, but he's yeah. you know scores scores runs. But I but know what you also, mean yeah.
1: yeah. Sorry, guys. I was just gonna say, like, you know, cricket is entertainment, and and as a consumer, you know, you're committing time and money to watching it. And who do you mm. want to watch? Like, mm. who do you want to spend your dollars on? And you've got to say, mm. AB de Villiers is is certainly up there. Is Steve Smith up there? Yeah. Do you want to watch a Steve Smith hundred? It's fucking great. There's a lot mm. of moments in it, but do you, mm. I'd probably prefer mm. to watch AB just slice and dice. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it's entertainment and skill. On that note, actually, uh, as we go to where yesterday Kevin Peterson announced his retirement, um, I urge you to... Uh, so friend of the show, Vish, Vitusha Raja, who writes for The Guardian, writes mm. for everyone, actually, um, mm. <laughs> tweeted his kind of tribute to KP, and you left a video up there of uh, Peterson pulling Dale Stane for four. Uh, in the most like, and I think it's David Lloyd might be um, commentator at the time saying that is the most dismissive shot I've ever seen. This is Stain running in probably bowling 145, you so, what at 90 miles, you know, depending on where you're listening. And our analytics are increasingly showing that it's 90 miles an hour because uh, the UK, <laughs> but um. The way he pulls Dale Stain is one of the most like nonchalant things I've ever seen. And there's nothing we love oh, more in yeah. the great cricketer than nonchalance. Uh, so hats off to KP. Um, yeah. Bit of a coat, but um, really yeah. good back. Lest we
1: forget KP's
0: career.
2: Uh, all right, Adam Collins coming up.
0: Boys, it's minus one here in London, and you know the best thing that private school boys can do uh, when it's minus one in London and snowing is uh, is to peacock. Uh, and there's no better way to peacock in life than um, by wearing custom-made budgie smugglers. That's right, the Aussie brand, built in a backyard. <laughs> people are getting better at this. Uh, out of the backyard, now in London, now in the UK, but also in Australia, um, helping people peacock and be the best
2: alpha version of themselves as possible. Um Hey guys, you like to peacock? I like to peacock, mate. I like to peacock in many ways, but there's no better way. I don't know why. The t- I don't know why the tone has <laughs> to change. Like, I, it like does, it's funny because I see like, like, like budgie <laughs> smugglers. They're they're just all over Instagram, and the kind of people that I see wearing budgie smugglers are they're just. I mean, like I keep saying the same word, but it's just alpha. Like all these people are just alpha. I never see like a beta male in a pair of. Like, you never see Mm. them. Like, it's all alphas. Like, it's so nothing seemed more, you know, aligned Mm. to to what we're doing than to pair with Budgie Smuggler. And somehow Pez has managed to integrate that into it's snowing and being minus one in London. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if their Instagram feed changes after our
1: sponsorship bit because our audience is exclusively beta males. Um, So, if some of you folks out there with terrible, terrible rigs, worse than mine, um, you get in a set of smugglers, and I'm calling them smugglers from now on. Um, and mm. send them in. Send them in to us as well. We'll share. We'll fucking share anything on this on this uh, Twitter account that mm. we've established. So love to see you in your um, in your smugglers boysies, boysies. And I mean, if
0: you do, I mean, let's make you know. Fuck it. Let's go wild. Let's make this interactive. Uh, without us wearing This ad. If you've got yeah. ideas for what the great cricketer custom <laughs> smugglers could be, let us know. <laughs> Mm. Send it in, send it, not show, send it, it in. What do they call
1: yeah. this type of marketing when you kind of get the audience involved? Like viral marketing? I can't remember. Anyway, well, it's we're, it's we're a, a bit it guerrilla-ish.
2: Guerrilla-ish.
0: Yeah. Are we? Are we influencers? I'm not sure. Anyway, budgie smuggler, budgiesmuggler dot com uh, Get around it.
3: It has been referred to as uh, the, the best uh, sports writing tribute to, to a particular sport since Fever Pitch. Uh, does it do anything to enhance literature would be another question. Another. I wouldn't even call it literature,
0: really. He's our friend. He's probably appeared on the show more than Ed Cowan. Does that make him the best friend of the show? Maybe. He's from everywhere. He knows cricket better than anybody. He's now commentating. You're gonna know his voice more and more as life goes on. If you stay with us in this life, yeah, that's right. It's a wild loose show. It's Adam Collins.
4: G'day, Collar. That's the nicest intro yet. Chop Suey, Chop King, how are you?
0: <laughs> Look at this. Just a couple of just a couple of journos backslapping each other on air. Um uh, cool, I wanted to kick off with uh changing of the AFL songs. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let, let's talk about Kagiso rabada Colo, You're in Cape Town at the moment Ahead of the third test yep. um, He's about to be rubbed out, I think But um, there's some sort of appeal on the way I want to talk about his bowling, though, mate Can you just can you actually run us through some cricket stuff? I mean, Brad hadn't instructed us to get back to the cricket um, Because he's obviously the um, You know, he, he's the guardian of, of all things morality on the cricket field um, Tell us about Rabada's bowling
4: yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, was, I laughed when Brad said that. No, the, the, uh, the, um, the Rubada spell that he bowled uh, on what would have been afternoon three to Warner, it was as quick as you see in international cricket, accurate as well. It's rare that you see Warner beaten for pace. Um, it's rare you see Warner beaten by anybody for that matter. Uh, and Rabana was able to achieve that and work him over. So that just gives you a, was a vignette, which kind of reflected how well he bowled across the match. 11 wickets and would have taken many more. He had an 8-4 on the shelf at one stage uh, in the second innings, but didn't capitalise. You'll regret that for the rest of his life. Um, but no, he, he, uh, he's, he's next level. Um, no matter how you define it, he's brilliant. Uh, and, and I kind of like the way he is fairly honest about his problem, uh, if you like. I don't think it's that much of an issue, to be honest, but inside the rules as they currently are the playing conditions as they currently are um he's fairly forthright about that he explains that he does get overly emotional he can't control it i spoke to michael holding massive name drop there i spoke to mikey holding about this um, a couple of (laughs) days ago and he made the point that um that he spoke to rabata several times uh, about this issue and, and it's for some reason he can't rein it back in so um you know as is the custom they talk about it being a learning curve when these things occur and uh, hopefully uh, he'll, you know, he'll he'll be a better bowler for it going forward. But it's a shame we won't see him because the consensus across both press packs and both teams, I think, really is that this would have been brilliant. Uh, this could have been a truly, you know, perfect series had these guys gone all the way. Mm. Rabada, i um, duking it out with Australia. So that, that's a shame, but I'm sure we'll forget about it in a couple of days of Australia winning. Mm.
0: um just moving immediately away from the cricket now because all we care about is the social dimension. What's he like as a bloke Please. for a What's he like as a bloke? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get in, into the bowels of the great cricket conversation about yeah. this. I mean, no one wants to yeah. talk about the cricket, even though I, my first question was exactly about that. Um, what's he like as a
2: bloke?
4: <laughs> yeah, well, look, he, all, all we can interpret it from is media conferences. We, we derive a lot of our um, assessments about what guys are like based on what they say to the media, which is, of course, a complete... It's ridiculous. I mean, having worked in politics for years, the, the way someone presents uh, to the cameras versus the way they are behind closed doors is often the complete opposite. But nonetheless, he's very articulate. Uh, he's a very clever bloke uh, and, and he conducts himself beautifully. So as a consequence of that, we're all massive fans too. So he's doing nothing wrong there. They clearly love him. Like You see so, so the way they carry on when he takes a wicket. Sure, he's helping the side win, but there's a, a genuine affection there. So uh, yeah, I, I reckon um, you know he'd be he'd be a tremendous bike to circuit. Great fashion as well. I saw him walking the streets mm. of Durban uh, one night with a pair of high tops. He had the jeans rolled up. He just got you know okay. he, he looks just as you'd expect him to look on the circuit. Oh, baller, that's <laughs>
2: that's that's red hot. um tell us uh, what does this what does this mean for what does red this hot. mean for um for for, for Mornay morkel Like have we have we seen his last test match?
4: Probably not, because he's in the squad still. They're going to Cape Town where he broke Michael Clark's shoulder four years ago. Uh, it's a track mm. which traditionally has been given to pace and bounce. So, look, if he could be the likely inclusion, especially in light of the fact that Stane didn't play last week in the uh, first-class game that he was meant to play into previous prove his fitness and all the rest of it. Faf Duplassie plays funny buggers in, um, in the way he communicates with the media. He said that, uh, that the M-Gedi wouldn't play the day before the previous test. So you can't completely rule Stain out of the equation with that in mind. But I think Morkel's the logical inclusion, which would be great as well, because again, this is a guy that's been playing against Australia for 12 years. Huge, you know, mm. massive storylines and all the rest of it running through it. So if you're going to replace Rabada with anyone, Stain would be the ideal one for the narrative, if you like, but Morkel's not far behind.
2: Mate, tell us, uh, we, we just had a conversation where Pez argued that uh a. de Villiers is, is the, uh, the the best batsman of this, this current generation of players, um, and he made a fairly reasoned argument, um, backed by Trent Woodhill. But, um, I mean, you, tell tell us what it was like to watch him score, you know, that 100 and, what did, uh, what did he finish with? The, 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 anyway, his 100. 126.
4: Yeah, he right, was, Right, yeah, well, I
2: mean, tell us about that
4: yeah yeah well he, he was uh he, he i mean it was, it was it was just as you just as you explained it really he was uh in both test matches so far he's been able to look considerably by a decent margin the best player on the park and it wasn't easy mm. in port elizabeth but there were some observations about the track being a fantastic test wicker and it was because at no point during the during the test match was it easy to bat and at no point was it spitting around and and uh, getting cheap wickets either. So in, in those circumstances, the fact that he looked that much above anyone else is, is telling. If you m- mark them up against each other, Lyon versus Maharaj, the Quicks versus Rabada, et cetera, the, the logical mm. um, reference point is Steve Smith. And so the fact that Smith struggled mm. so far, I say struggled. I mean, he's still averaging 32. It's not as though he's been a walking wicket, but compared to the high standards that he sets, Stavilius is um, is, is winning that contest. And it'll be, you know, interesting to see whether any of the Australian batsmen can, can turn the corner. Kawaja made 75 in the second dig at P.E., could have got out 15 times. And I don't think he would say any other, anything other than that. He scrapped really hard and was beaten routinely. Uh, he, you know, he's changed his game to the way he plays spin. He's taking more chances. He's backing himself. So that's good. To, that's encouraging. But nonetheless, I, I don't imagine it's going to be, based on the form lines we're seeing at the moment, Kawaja. So it's back to the old duo of Smith and, Smith and Warnock and one of them take the series down. And, and the last time that neither of those two had a massive series for Australia... You go back eighteen months, and it's that, that series against South Africa at home where they got thrashed in mm. Perth and Hobart. So that's not a bad form line there either. It, it's funny, isn't it, Colo? Like while Australia
0: have been one of the um, the better modern cricket teams. Um, I say we just because I have a birth certificate from Australia, but we have a tendency to be, to, to actually be the team that really gets hammered by top quality batsmen. I think about Lara and Tendilka. They sort of reserve their greatest innings, their legacy innings in many ways for um, for Australia, and rightly so because we're Coats. But um, I was curious to see Mitchell Stark's comments through, during the weeks, you know. Sort of claiming he was a little bit disappointed to have been instructed by Steve Smith to sort of bowl wide down leg side to stop AB de Villiers <laughs> scoring runs and stuff like that. I mean, we we sort of find ourselves in these situations sometimes. So, what do you what do you make of that? I mean, are they starting to build up AB de Villiers in their heads as a, a guy that is kind of superhuman?
4: Well, there's you don't see Mitchell Stark, and it was. Pat Cummins at the other end, if memory serves me correctly, instructed to bowl down the leg side. And I've never seen those two blokes be asked to do that in the baggy grain before. So that was quite mm-hmm. interesting. The fact that Smith was mm-hmm. willing to not just use the sort of in-out milking umbrella field, but every man was on the fence a, at a couple of times there when De Villiers was batting. They mm-hmm. have immense respect for the guy. Um, I, I enjoyed that bit from Stark. Usually, you, you know, you'd, you'd expect most bowlers to play the straight bat and say they bowled down the leg side in error or whatever, but he threw Smith straight under the bus. It was, it was beautiful mm-hmm. to watch. Um, but no, I, I, every, everything you said is right about the Villiers and the way he's he's played against, his first test match against Australia was in December 2005 when Brad Hodge made his double ton to give you some sense of the longevity of the guy he's been playing this is his eighth series against Australia so and he's never had a wow. as we know never won on home soil so Again, it sort of underpins why this means so much to him. I love that stuff. It sort of means an awful lot more when you know the personality involved. The fact that he missed nearly two years of test cricket. He didn't play between January 2016 and Boxing Day 2017. Most people didn't expect him to play test cricket again. And now the conversation's changed to can he play for five more years? He's looking that good. He hasn't really struggled that much from injury. It's been more, you know, a balancing that kept him out of test cricket with other forms of the game. A couple of injuries, but nothing that's been hugely uh, major. So... Uh, maybe it's the case that we're seeing that the rebirth of him, and he can bat on for another four years, and that'd just be wonderful. Because I, I love it when when play into their late 30s and still are able to succeed against blacks after their age.
3: Mm. Uh.
2: Hello, I just want to ask you about the, the wickets. I mean, a lot of people have, you know, said that uh, you know the reason Australia have done so well in South Africa over the past is, is because it's it's the most like Australia, and that is certainly true in terms of you know pace and carry in the wickets. But but the way that Australian wickets have gone in the last sort of few summers, and the way the South African wickets have been in, in this uh, in this South African summer, with obviously the seeming wickets against India and the and the seaming wickets in the first two Test matches here, um, do you reckon that's sort of almost as like um you know tilts the ledger uh, towards South African more because Australian like Australian batters, like we we love them, we love them in Australia unlike these drop-in pitches. But the only time it's it's done a bit, uh, you know, in uh, in Adelaide with the pink ball, uh, you know, recently uh, Australia struggled. So, um, uh, the wickets are. Uh, whilst I think they're very entertaining to to watch, where like you know bowlers actually have a chance to take wickets. Um, do you reckon these wickets sort of tilt the ledger a little bit in South Africa's favour?
4: Yeah, I think that maybe the, initially I thought the South Africans had missed a trick by not playing green seamers with the ball moving around, but it, it would appear mm. as though, on the you know available evidence, that Rabada is able to get the ball moving. The whole dynamic changes with him out of the eleven. So uh, yeah. I think that we can almost start again in the way we assess the two batting lineups because he has mm. been the defining bowler so far in this series. I wouldn't doubt that Maharaj can make a contribution as well as you did in the first test. You've got to remember that it is the middle of March now, which means that much as it is in the Australian season, uh, the squares are very tired. You look at the, the square at Port yeah. Elizabeth, there was nine tracks on them and that had all been used heavily. So that helps in terms of reverse swing. Reverse swing is the, the calling card of Mitchell Stark. So I'm not, I'm not right. sort of too... I don't really have a strong view either way, but I think that you do mm. need to consider the fact that Rabada not being there does change everything. Mm.
0: Colo, it's just um, just an absolute masterclass from you, as it's always. Good. You can catch Adam Collins commentating for SEN. <laughs> he writes for The Guardian, Crick Info, whatever you want, really. And he also has a wonderful podcast full of this analysis and humour with Jeff Lemmon. It's called The Final Word. We don't mind plugging it. It's very good. Colo's been great to us we, as well.
4: well. Thanks, Sam. We've got Jared Waitley on the pod this week. He spoke to us for an hour and a half a couple of days ago before he flew home. It was a brilliant interview, so tune in for that. And my girlfriend's sitting here watching me, wondering what's going on. Yesterday, she gave me a massive spray when we were at the wineries in Stellenbosch when there was a mural on the wall that had every word with king after it. So like, "seeking," you know, "walking," etc. And my first comment her was... I know where this is was, going. <laughs> my, yeah, my, my natural <laughs> reflexive action was to go, like, if you a you go, chop king. And she goes, it's always the same with you, isn't it? always about chopping. Like, like yeah, I suppose it is. I suppose it is. You see shaking your head right now, and I'm getting another... I'm going to get another spray when I'm off the phone, I'm sure. Uh, so what I'm hearing
0: is that Colo actually gets- onto his show uh, as opposed yeah, to us this week he <laughs> and he has a good relationship and makes drop king jokes so um, we'll delete this last bit because um, it's making us look pretty bad <laughs> Colo thanks for joining us this week.
4: On your fellas talk to you soon
3: This summer we've got the biggest renovation challenge yet Two teams will have to transform not one, but two broken-down Grade Cricket dressing rooms every single week. There will be tension.
0: What even is Grade Cricket, Dazza? Why do we take time off
3: work to do this? Come on, Charlesy. Work hard, love. (laughs) There will be drama.
0: I I just want to make this perfect. Grade Cricket deserves a great home.
3: But when the reveal comes, there will be joy. Oh, 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 oh God, lads, boys, look at this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Results!
2: Ever since the missus booted me out and took the kids, I've been sleeping in this dressing room. It's a second home to me, literally. So this is, this is really special. For us
0: to be able to come in and give these great cricketers a beautiful new dressing room, one they can drink their beers in, sing the club's song, judge each other in the showers, yeah, you know, it makes you feel good.
3: But this ain't no charity. Not when the stakes are this high. I'm not here for a bloody holiday. I mean, if I wanted that, I would have gone to Bali or Thailand. It's Australia's toughest renovation competition. Winner takes all. If I have to dish out a little bit of chin music, I will. (laughs) Presented by Australia's favourite knockabout blue-collared larrikin millionaire. We're giving great cricket the Renault makeover it deserves. Renault Rampage. Coming soon.
2: Lads, that's time of the week again. Hashtag RCGC. Obviously, with no guest this week, and uh, I, I feel like we have to keep apologizing, oh, you know, no guest, even though it's like, you know, us getting a guest where we don't pay yeah. them any money to have them on our show to talk to famous people um, is a gift that we keep giving to listeners. But when we don't provide mm. that gift, we have to apologize to the listeners. Mm. Um, f- why?
1: Why? Yeah, just back yeah, off, listeners. If you- yeah. Yeah. Uh, like uh,
2: the way I was yeah. raised is yeah. just, yeah, just to apologize talking- in advance for everything. <laughs> All right. So what I thought, what I thought, what I thought we'd do this week is uh, add a couple more hashtag ICJCS, and I've got to say, this week, like the questions are strong. The questions are strong this week. Um, so okay. we've got, I've got six here. Some of them varying in length. I know in the past we've we've. Um We've joked about how people tend to use this as like a short story contest, Um, just a a desperate cry from help for for people who follow us. Um, But uh, some of these are actually pretty funny, but the last one, um, it it goes on for about a week and a half, so um, so settle in. Uh, Anyway, so the first one comes in from Adrian Chad, and he said, Dear TGC, just wondering if the triple C can be completed in a different order. Last season, I swiped correctly on a Friday night to get the first C, then followed it with a tonne and the big night with the boys on the circuit. Does this count as the elusive triple C? I feel the different order was harder to achieve as I could not use my 100 as a conversation starter with a woman. Thanks for your help with the clarification. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. Pierce, I play district cricket, not park cricket, just for clarification. I don't, I don't know why that's important <laughs> at all. So, um, for some, perhaps for some of the newer listeners, uh, Edo's, I'll throw this one to you straight away. Uh, the tri- what, uh, explain what the Triple C is, the elusive Triple C. Uh,
1: well, here goes the Triple C is the Circuit Century Chop Trilogy. Um, completed in order, it means to score a century in a game of cricket. Go out on a big circuit with the boys, and then uh, get a chop, which is a obviously a, um, a euphemism for sex with a woman or a man, depending on your persuasion. Completed in order, it is the triple C, and it is the holy trinity of cricket.
2: Okay, so um, so uh, what uh, Adrian has asked here, uh, was it Adrian? Yeah, Adrian's asked here. Um, uh, he he met a woman on the Friday and then he just uh, what a weekend for a start. It sounds like he's mm. he's you know he's just absolutely killing it there. But um yeah. So does this count as a triple C?
0: No, he goes it doesn't because um, it does need to be done in order. Uh, I for one <laughs> don't understand how you can chop before a game
1: due to the crippling anxiety that most people would have. Heading into a game. <laughs> but what about like um, professional athletes who... You remember there was always like, you can't have sex before a game. Like Ronaldo in the in the mm. World Cup. Maybe it was like 98 mm. or whatever. And he mm. famously gave up sex mm. and then played terribly. Like, obviously, it's not... <laughs> you don't give up sex as a great cricketer because you're obviously... Well, you struggle to get it at the best of yes. times, let alone on a Friday mm. night before cricket. It's not a choice, not mm. Yeah, I mean thoughts on the on the on the order i agree with pez i don't yeah. think it can be completed especially across states. It's like oh, getting I, a, a hat trick across innings it's just the same kind of thing mm. it doesn't count
2: well, yeah it's dirty yeah what
1: well, what i would have accepted was the quadruple c chop century circuit chop
0: I just think that the chop needs to occur after the century and the circuit. It, it, it's yeah. in many ways like the hardest thing to procure. Um, procure is definitely the wrong word. And if you do procure procured, it, man.
3: then it doesn't count. <laughs> Sorry, babe, if realistic. Um that's, uh,
0: that's, Yeah, that's all right. I'm just uh, on a podcast. Words don't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think the order is really helpful. I mean, it's really important. I, yeah. I remember sitting around in stretching circles, and, again, for early listeners mm. to the show or new listeners to the show, stretching circle is um, where all the impossible sex stories are told, and you you, you mm-hmm. literally you divide teams um, for warm-up games based on who had sex mm. the night before and who didn't. Many yeah. people have partners. Um, it's mm-hmm. not an abnormal thing, I think, to have sex before a game, but to score 100 and to top it off with a circuit mm. and, as they say, a chop... Is what the elusive triple C is all about. So no Adrian mm. denied. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it
2: sounds Inclusive. like you had the weekend of your life and treasure it and never never let it go. Um, and you know, always always remember back to this moment in time when three blokes from the internet spoke about your question. But it is elusive <laughs> for a reason, then it's extremely hard to, as Pez rightly rightly put in my book, procure. The elusive <laughs> the elusiveness is the hardest mm. bit. Mm. And it's the, easy to isolate, procure. Isolate Pretty I see you, sir. Well played. A wonderful weekend. Doesn't count. All right. Uh, Shane Herps writes in, who I'm pretty sure is the fourth grade cricketer because he writes in basically every other week. Um, well, didn't he? Wasn't his question last week? Should, should I focus on my degree more than hashtag ice questions? But he has slid into the DMs again straight away. But you know, to be fair, he does write. He does write a good question. Anyway, he says, uh, if you could choose one of the following, which would it be? A rig for life. Being good at cricket. Your dad's approval and affection includes hugs. Uh, the demise of China and Russia as global powers or the triple C but you got uh but you got the century in fours, and the chop was a three out of ten <laughs> God God which side of I'm this
0: conversation are, are we on? on women's week as well
1: yeah,
0: uh, which side of this oh. yeah okay uh i would uh, it's so a really hard question on. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um. He goes, it's a really difficult one. Mm. The one thats that I'm mulling over a lot is your dad's approval and affection.
1: Brackets include hugs. <laughs> yeah. Close brackets. Yeah. Uh, mm. I'd pr- it's not an unspoken probably... approval or affection. It's it's spoken and it includes physical contact, which we all crave. Um, mm. the, I'm going to rule out the triple C um,
0: straight away mm. because I just want to firmly mm. and out of fear put myself on the side of um, not kind of discussing chops being three out of ten despite having just said those words <laughs> the demise of china and russia's global powers is not something that like i'm that would kind of indicate i'm some u.s nationalist or whatnot i mean i firmly believe australia needs to actually um build and embolden its ties with china uh in the asian century so no i'm not going to say that i want them to um to fall apart in fact that will create more global instability i would say Uh, So it comes down to a rig for life or being good at cricket. So I'm going to say a rig for Mm. life because if you have a rig Mm. for life, firstly, um, you're more likely Mm. to get a triple C. Secondly, you're more Mm. likely to be good at cricket because you've got a good rig and you're going to go up the grades uh, anyway, even Mm. if you're not good at cricket. Mm. Um, And Mm. thirdly, your dad will probably approve of you. Uh, Maybe not. That could go Mm. either way. So I guess I'm risking my dad's (laughs) approval and affection. Includes hugs. (laughs) But I get plenty of other hugs from people because I've got a good rig. That's mm-hmm. uh, I can't add right. to
1: that. A rig for life just gives you so many other opportunities, including pretty much all the below. So, rig for life.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, well, I'm Pezzy Ronaldo. Yeah. the rig actually gives you all these things. Also, like being good at cricket. Like that's like the real question is like, what, what's good at cricket? Because like you know, like all three of us were good at cricket, but like we, you know, we didn't play any Test matches. We played zero Love Test. Ma- how many fucking mm. Test matches did you play? <laughs> <laughs> know, talking the barometer for you know? <laughs> having an opinion. <laughs> I've Literally never, like just got an insight got into
4: how goes brain works. No, I just, I just, <laughs> like, I just
2: never, I just never got over when yeah Jeremy Paul um, said to me on television, you know, what level did you play? Which is just like, <laughs> yeah. just like the level of like how cliche yeah. that is. Like the professional athletes. How many talking times did you come off the bench a- and
1: play four fucking mm. minutes in a Wallabies match? <laughs>
3: Yeah. Lucky they ask, he so, on you just got to
1: get back on Alpha with Alpha, even if it's misplaced and you don't actually believe in it. You've just got to always double down on everything. Trump told me that. Uh, all
2: right. I think the answer um, is, is an obvious one, and it's rigged for life. All right. Hmm. Andrew Goldsworth says, using the hashtag AskTGC, uh, Dear TGC, I feel compelled to write in for advice following recent events in my cricketing career. After starting a new job and... A new Cricket Club last summer in Newcastle, the English one, not the Australia one. Sorry, boys. I've been forever chatting with a colleague about our love for the game. England's shitty Ashes series, Australia's relentless sledging, and anything else cricket. It's all we talk about. I've known for a while that my colleague's son is a keen cricketer and actually plays county. For the last couple of months, he has been pitching the idea of netting with his son. This filled me with dread, as a prospect of being rinsed by a 13-year-old kid in the nets would surely force my retirement, regardless of the fact that I'm only 23. Eventually, I gave In and his son came along to my club's winter nets on Monday. Fuck me, he's good. (laughs) After a couple of balls swung in at pace uh, to the batsman's feet, he was immediately whisked into the good net. When I was uh, batting, he managed to hit me on the pads twice, definitely going down. But other than that, I survived. He snicked my first ball behind and was respectful to the rest of my bowling, so I could not return to work the next day with at least some pride intact. However, my colleague is convinced we should do this more often. And this leads me to my question. Should I continue to play with this kid? I mean, it undoubtedly makes me more focused at the crease and more determined when, when I'm bowling. I'm certain it would develop my game. But, and it's a big but, I don't think I can take being Alfred by someone of his age and continue to play. He's going to overtake me ability-wise sooner or later, and I don't know when that will be. Please help me, TGC. You're my only hope. P.S. Any advice on how to hit the ball harder, bowl 140s, and just generally look like Mitch Marsh would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> Cheers, Andrew. <laughs> so Andrew's probably in a nutshell, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that he's, um, he's, he's being Alfred by a 13-year-old kid because he's better at cricket than him. Yeah. yeah. Well, firstly, no
0: advice on, like, like why does he think we would know how to hit the ball harder by 140s? We'll literally do a podcast on the internet. Like, if we knew how to do that, we wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be here. But no, okay, Andrew, um, yeah, it's all about the relationship with you and your colleague. Why does he want his son to come and play cricket with you? Um, the That's paranoid man and your right to be paranoid who lives in the alpha prism mm. would presume that that mm. colleague's son coming along would uh is an effort to really undermine you and your skills you probably talk about how much you like cricket and all that sort of stuff and he's probably saying my son's 13 he's of my flesh and blood and he's better than you already mm. that's the alpha prism or mm. he could just be a person mm-hmm. who earnestly wants his son to um play with like uh, you know nice men and you seem to be a nice enough bloke uh and and to mm. learn that way as a 13 year old who's rising through the ranks you know can he mm. can he be surrounded by people People who are going to be good influences on him. Um, I'm going to say mm. go with the former. It's definitely an alpha play. And um, and if mm. that's the if that's the case, no, you shouldn't be playing against this kid anymore. He's probably better than you. And I say hide in your cocoon and only play against people your own um, your own ability level, so that you can always feel like you're good. Uh, never ever expose yourself to other ideas. Never ever expose yourself <laughs> to more intelligence or superiority. It's not going to be good for your health. Um, hide as much as you can.
1: I think Homer Simpson said that, that. That sounds pretty much like don't try because you can mm. only, um, well, you'll always fail. Look, I think he's going to fail if he keeps netting with this 13 year old who's clearly on the rise. He's only 23, this guy. He seems extremely insecure for a 23 year old. Um, mm. Worried about, you know, a young up and coming 13 year old. Mm. <laughs> it just seems weird. Like this guy, he's a, he's a kid himself and he's worried about another kid mm. coming through and, and you know, and, and making him question his own mortality and alpha them. Um, mm. I don't know how TGC mm. can help him. I think, um, as Pez said, just 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 stay away from anyone who threatens you
2: yeah i'd say so um well i'll i'll take on his last uh part of the question where he says how do I look like mitch marsh uh obviously you need to take the pill that was uh offered in the previous question asked by shane in the, a rig for life is just i, I think it's just a, a a pill-based situation but um yeah split program uh you know a uh, protein intake uh, what carbohydrate, is a split program like w- w- we talk about like split
1: sets and stuff he goes what's what's a split set is that like you split, split the set halfway I mean, just,
2: through the, the day or how does... I, I say it a lot, but I don't actually know what it means. Well, the actual, like, the actual split, like the training split and the actual, like a split program <laughs> is like, you know, you're doing like, you're doing like body, you're <laughs> just like, you're just like a fan, like you're just watching Dave and I talk now, just like, this is great. Tell me, like, so the split program, <laughs> nah, tell us, oh, nah. Um, the split program Did is just die. like you know, so for instance, you might do like you know, chest and back on a Monday, and then you might do like legs mm. on a Tuesday, then maybe you do yeah. shoulders Wednesday. Then you, you know, I'm actually just literally ex- you know yeah. describing Chill on my own routine, but um, <laughs> yeah, obviously that's a lie because I do, I do, I do arms every single day of the week. Um, mm. So how do you, how do you get a good rig? Um, yeah. I don't have a funny answer to that. Well, I and
0: mean, um, we're now sponsored by MuscleAndStrength.com. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get, let's get yeah. bodybuilding.com on board. Um, mm. Then we become Instagram followers. Um, all right, Lee Couchman said, question for the next podcast. And I found this one interesting, lads. Uh, I'll throw this one to you, uh, Dave, as, a, as an expert in uh, urinal mm. dynamics. Um, how should one respond to urinal offering, i.e. the person arriving before you picks the middle urinal of the three or the middle of the trough, forcing, forcing you into being a urinal wingman next to them or to exit?
1: To exit, just hold it. Yeah, don't 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 <laughs> urinate even though you desperately need to. Uh, I, look, I you have to do it with confidence, now. don't you? you? Have to do it with confidence. You have to stand there confidently, get up, fucking mm. pull the fly down, and just with authority pull your member out, and and make sure you've got a really strong stream. I think if you're the, the biggest concern, I think you would have is you you're that? going to if you're going to urinate next to someone, you just got to you got to really be prepared to to urinate with conviction. Like, if you if you go there and you get a bit of stage fight and you take too long, then you're in all sorts of trouble. You're in absolute you trouble.
4: you urinate with
0: conviction? What, like, you push harder or something?
1: <laughs> conviction, um, some, maybe some deep sighs, um, maybe the banter, maybe a bit, of, a bit of chat. Anything to take away the, um, you know, the obvious <laughs> apparent fact that you are frightened of urinating next to another man?
0: Can I say, he goes. Actually, this is—it's um, it's a very interesting question because the, I've never thought about urinal ring, but like it is its own
1: mm.
0: game. It's a game of its own. Or you can walk into yeah. the um, the urinals at work, for example, and someone could be like a really senior executive. I'm not talking about my current employment. Again, hello, anyone from Word listening? There's probably zero of you, but um, <laughs> I've walked into plenty of offices before where someone more senior than you has already started uh, at the trough, and you come in next to them. And like I've just, I'm, there's a lot of things I've um, not been blessed by, but one thing I have been blessed by is being able to urinate fairly well for now, and um, for now, and so I'm really confident when I get there. Um, there's yeah. a lot of people who aren't and like you can just in that sort of five to 10 seconds of <sighs> complete silentness and awkwardness yeah. have mm. walked away with, I don't know how many, how you quantified in alpha points, but like so much more mm. alpha credibility because mm. they've sat there going, mm. oh my God, this junior person is urinating far better than me. So really who does have the better life? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was, I like I the idea that you sort of touched on and that like you have to have like a strong stream. So like mm. the... <laughs> the, the inference there is that you know someone next to you has like a weak stream, and then yeah. you either think like, well, this guy's got a you know a tiny dick because yeah. you know, a strong stream <laughs> says no like, there's well, no correlation between bladder, the stream and the size of the penis. <laughs> there's
0: no, well, there's a yeah. correlation like with the, like the amount coming out though, right? Like yeah. and like how like and how, and how hard it velocity. hits the horse. it's
1: all
2: about the impact, like how fucking you hard know, you, like, you get it. Like, did he get it? Yeah, <laughs> no, didn't even get it. Yeah, it's just like yeah, but you know, sometimes I'll go into you know into the stalls and I'll deliberately you know onto the water, therefore making it sound like you know yeah. it's, it's like the, the louder noise yeah. you can make, you know, the yeah. inference that even though there is no direct correlation, is just like fuck, this bloke just he's putting a hose out in there. Fuck this bloke, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this
1: is fire hydrant,
2: peace. But isn't isn't the biggest thing here like the the bloke who's coming to uh, Lee's urinal and he's there's, if there's three urinals and the bloke's gone in the middle mm. that in itself is a really bold alpha move because that's just like that's basically just like it's a, it's you know well a pissing contest seems too cliche but um or ironic but um like that's just a bad social cue to walk into a urinal and just go into the middle or go into the middle of three mm. <sighs> Do you reckon we've given this too much time maybe yeah probably, probably. Yeah. yeah Tom Hartney. Says, hashtag ICGC. Some advice, please, lads. This year, I've been charged with the envy uh, with the enviable tasks of planning the end of year cricket trip away. In between sorting out the circuits and finding locations where the boys might have a good optic and are likely to burgle a chop, I need to sort out hmm. room allocations. We have the usual blend of suspects attending, a mixture of first to fourth graders including the club chop king and a few heirs to the throne. A few players with wives and girlfriends for which this trip will be the highlight of the year. Plenty of social capital attending however. Also a couple of rare units in our midst. How do I go about sorting out the mixture of blokes into rooms? Rooms that will satisfy everyone's needs. Do I draw it out randomly, or do I employ some sort of grey cricket feudal system, or should I just look after myself and put myself in a room with the social capital, uh, with all with all the social capital, and say that the hotel did it? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. As this trip could also give my own social capital in the club a much needed boost. Excellent question, Tom. So he wants to know uh, who who to pair in, in in what room in his end of season trip
0: uh i would advise that you do everything you can to maximize your own social capital great cricket is a feudal Mm -hmm. system and i'm Mm -hmm. concerned Mm -hmm. that you have put your name to this question um if i played at a club and i heard someone ask a question like this and their name was (laughs) next to it they'd, they'd lose a lot of social capital uh but presuming that this isn't heard by anybody else or you've just faked the name which is intelligent um, mm. Yeah, I would. I would definitely not be doing it randomly. I would definitely be employing whatever arbitrary social dynamics you think are appropriate. I think chop kings need to go with chop kings, and I think that like if you uh, are not one of those things and you aspire to be one, you need to be put in the sort of middle pack or, or lower pack uh, with the lepers, mm. and you need to work your way up, and that's the way that mm. you um, increase your capital. I remember going on a um, end of season trip at a club that I won't name, where one player um, literally. Wrote out odds of of how of uh of, of who would get the most sex I was going to say procure the most sex so that would be a different thing but um who who's going to get the most, the most sex and he literally he wrote one of the most thorough books um of uh, of odds for of each player and then and a little blurb under it about why he thought they might do it or might
1: not oh I was not sure odds yeah <laughs> that is just like uh, what a snapshot of grade cricket in a nutshell and mm. the gambling mm. inherent gambling mm. vices that pervade each mm. and every
2: club in in, in grade cricket mm. Edos, let me, let me ask you something that I picked up on Pez's notion there, that he thought that the Chop Kings should be roomed together. Now, like, in, in mm. terms of, you know, competition for places, uh, and I'm, I'm literally talking about, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if this is like a king single room, you know, a, a twin double. Um, you know, I don't know what the, what yep. the situation of this hotel is, but, like, two Chop Kings in the same room uh, oh, is basically like having two silverback gorillas in the same, you know, uh, cage. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, is, is Pez right to, to suggest that, that that is actually a good thing? Oh, well, I mean, I think every club has one
1: premier chop king, so you 'd be pairing a chop king mm-hmm. with an air apparent chop king, so there probably wouldn't be as much friction It'd almost take the chop the you know air apparent under his wing and guide him and um inevitably goop <laughs> sex would be involved, which is concerning for all um and uh, well, let's not even go there but i i i think um <laughs> let's move on here goes. <laughs>
2: The last question. The last question of uh, this week's hashtag guys TGC, and this one is a bit of a long one, but uh, it comes from Connor Hughes and uh, Pez, I noticed that you replied back to this one and you said it was good. I'll be honest, um, I haven't actually read it yet, <laughs> so fuck um, me, it, it's long. Said it was good. So Jesus,
1: do you want me yeah. to read it? Yeah, mate, you can read it. Okay, just like. good
0: it's hard to get through this is from Connor Hughes gents long time listener big fan of the books apologies for the massive clusterfuck of a question coming up but there is a lot going on me and a few of my mates play Wednesday night division 3 cricket at a sports centre in Perth for a team aptly named the glue factory not sure what your thoughts on indoor cricket but I presume you don't hate it enough to completely ignore this question while admitting it is a weird inferior game Anywho, a few of us are seasoned cricketers while two of our mates had never played the great game of cricket before and as such weird Phil Jake's Esque uh, grips and oh sorry, oh. wield Phil Jake's um, s grips and ambling off two steps and bowl loopy slow shit deliveries, which in indoor cricket sit up and get hit for maximums. Last we- um, uh, maximums full stop. Last Wednesday we played a team called War and Piss. That's W A U G H and piss. They all wore custom team kits, which indicates they have been playing for a long time. First over the game, their weird-looking 40-year-old opener yells at our first bowler to hurry the fuck up and to stop fucking around, which was odd considering we'd been playing for all of a minute at this point. I informed him if he was going to be so serious, he shouldn't play in what is genuinely the lowest standard of indoor cricket in the state, as far as I'm aware. He replied that they would show us we are a division better than you pricks, and thus began the battle. The points of interest came in our chase of their run-of-the-mill score of 130. Three of their six bowlers ran into the crease and full-on pegged the ball. No words a <laughs> lie, their elbows must have been at almost 90-degree angles. All of us, all of this, what a twist, all of this after our two beginners ambled in and bowled loopy pies that were as far as we were concerned within the laws and spirit of the game, if the latter concept even exists. The issue with the throwing was that it became apparent that the umpires are instructed to not clamp down on suspect actions. Murali would be most welcome to trundle in at this sports centre. I presume this is because in the lowest division, there are many players learning the game and the centre probably doesn't want to put off potential clients. Are you still with me, boys? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, keep going, yeah, mate. It
2: it's, it's, keep it's, going. Okay. It's descriptive. Oh,
0: so, okay, so he's, throw, he's, he's got who are throwing the ball. Oddly enough, however, all mm. the other laws of the game were followed stringently. For example, one of the literal baseball pitchers at one point ambled in threw the ball at my chest, which it hit, and yet this was deemed a legal delivery as it was, inverted commas, below the head. While we were getting pinged, pinged for minor front foot no balls, war and piss could merrily ditch the ball free from scrutiny. <laughs> we were penalised for wides marginally down the leg side while these miscreants were allowed to throw the ball willy-nilly with no penalty. As a result, we lost by about 30 runs. To make matters worse, with two balls left in the chase and with no mathematical possibility of us winning the game, the... oh, God, this word again. The current opening batsman unsuccessfully <laughs> attempts a man-cad. To state that this team is a division or two superior and then blatantly cheat made me sick. I weakly didn't look him in the eye during the post-game handshakes. There is obviously a lot going on here. What should me and my indoor team do? Do we come across as that word again and request that the indoor centre penalise people with beyond suspect actions? Do we abuse the umpire when we walk past him in the car park next week? Given War and Piss has custom kits and seem to have been around for a while, do we approach the centre to have their competition points invalidated and their Division 3 licence revoked? And when our pie throwers are getting pounded, do I tell them to just start <laughs> throwing the ball or do I try and uphold some level of integrity? Most importantly, in an eight-team comp, we will inevitably play War and Piss again. Is it reasonable to instruct my team to throw the ball as hard as possible for six overs at the cunt-opening batsman? I've done it again before reverting to legitimate actions for the rest of the game. Cheers, Connor.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, I don't think we've had a question that has contained so many questions within it. Like, yeah. And I just picture mm. him like he's mm. obviously is in a state of inertia. Like, what do I do? I've yeah. got to wait till the podcast yeah. comes out to find out. Yeah. I literally have no idea how to handle this situation. Yeah. I think, uh, just to, quickly on the throwing thing, I think that's just, and I hate, sorry to channel my inner Mark Latham, but this fucking PC gone mad massively. Like, that, uh, <laughs> that umpires can't call a bloke for no ball, but for chucking a ball is just, something's gone wrong there with society. Yeah. I mean, we're worried about sus- offending kids with suspect actions and. You know, anyone with a suspect action might, you know, turn away from the game of cricket and be lost. And obviously, revenues lost to the indoor center as well is important. But I think, fuck Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. cricket, just, just don't have a, (laughs) just don't chuck it, just don't fucking chuck it. That's one question. How many more we got? No, I think
0: that's the main thing. Like, not chucking it is literally the first thing you learn when you're trying to teach someone how Mm -hmm. to bowl in cricket. Like, not doing Mm -hmm. that is the first thing you have to do. It is the fundamental Mm -hmm. prerequisite of what makes a. what makes the game cricket. I I find it baffling and also supremely amusing that there was a game going on where people were just running in and full-on pegging the ball at people's chests. He he must be exaggerating here, Connor. But if he's not, that's hilarious.
1: I also just think it's amazing (laughs) that, uh, you know, and he mentions murally there, and maybe the infrastructure is a little different in, in Sri Lanka, but how you can get to the test arena and have a suspect action just... 've co- You go through so many fucking grades from like mm. club to actual grade mm. cricket state, and there's, there must mm. be so many people telling you or you know under the breath suspicious and fucking murmurs going around yeah. and something you know, there is the mm. infrastructure there to correct your action. How the fuck does anyone get to the test arena and get no ball for chucking is beyond me I know that's off topic. <laughs>
2: We've actually answered one of like one of the questions that Connor didn't ask. Um, my my, can I kind of touch on like the, the like what's going on here with indoor cricket. Like first of all, there's a team called War and Piss, which is like I mean, there's a lot going on there. For a Yeah, start. those blokes, ben, have like, never read a book. to say, never, yeah. <laughs> Much like all the people who have bought our two books. Mm. Um, mm. But, yeah, and then, and, then they've said, and then they've said to the other team, we're a division or two higher than you, which is just a really weird thing to, to, to brag about. Then they've got people who are throwing it, and they're like, okay, I, I just, like, well, I played a few games of indoor cricket about 10 years ago, and uh, I played in this one game against, like, some young blokes, and uh, I was batting, and, uh, like, the last ball, I needed something like two runs or something, and uh, I got out. And uh, so it was obviously a close game, but it was like a, you know, little Tuesday night, little friendly competition. And then the handshakes, um, one bloke shook my hand, he was like, he said, suck shit. (laughs) That was was like... (laughs) <laughs> you shook my hand and i said it sucks i was like i was like it was jarring i was jolted and i was just like yeah, i do not know how to cop it so i think there's like indoor cricket these guys have fucking matching kits these blokes aren't good people and so like i mean really i think it's okay to lose with like some form of dignity to eventually in, you know roundabout way answer connor's question is just like if you obviously you want to beat them in any means possible but i mean is that going to you know change the way you live your life probably not um You've so got to I talk think, to all you know, the other teams it, in
1: your competition, and inevitably ostracise yeah. them from the competition. Then they get kicked out, or just no, turn I'm everyone against the, them. Um, hmm.
0: Sorry, Dave, I'm going the other way. I, like, yeah. I think if there's a competition that's legislating for full-on pegging the ball at people's chests, and you're allowed to do it, I'm turning up. Like, I, I,
2: this is a rare opportunity. This is a different sport. It's indoor cricket for a start, which, you know, you know, it has merit by its, by its own means, it can be entertaining, fun to play. But this is like people having one day kits, but then probably wearing whites at the bottom of it as well, so it looks yuck. Mm. And then, like, people are th- This is a different sport. This is, this is not cricket. This isn't cricket. This is like a mixture of fucking t ball and, like, rounders or some shit. <laughs> so, um, I don't yeah. know what my point is, but yeah, Connor, we haven't answered any of your questions. Indoor cricket's yuck. Thank you very much for your. In your- <laughs> just the base level that's the answer alpha at all costs especially in a urinal thank you so much for all the people who did write into questions There were like for some reason this week there was like there was so many that i i only got around to about half of them but um so if you have written in um thank you very much and we probably will get round to it eventually but uh, you know if you want to if you want us to answer your question poorly, hashtag AskTGC. Um, thank you, Sam Perry. Thank you, Dave Edwards, for joining me, um, as you do every week, and we try and make these issues. Day, uh, uh, the third test match coming up in a moment's time. Um, we'll be back again next week to do it all again, hopefully with a guest.